Hello there, everybody. It is Labor Day at the time of recording, so happy Labor Day. Happy long weekend, assuming you get that, uh, or assuming that you're at work at all, you know, during this time. Um, anyways, yes, welcome back to another episode of Nerd Variety. Uh, it's the podcast where we talk about all nerd variety things. It's a whole variety of nerd things whole variety uh, and we're yes it's the whole variety it's yeah. uh it's whole wheat <clears throat> uh anyways so today we are talking about emotionally taxing emotionally exhausting emotionally draining whatever term you want to use uh video games and this we've discussed and you know i was thinking about it too and this can be anywhere from like the story has uh really emotional themes uh, maybe it has some emotional story points. Maybe overall it's emotional. Maybe it has just some very specific moments. And maybe it's just stressful. <laughs> and maybe you just feel exhausted from playing it, from playing a certain game. Uh, whatever the case, we're going to talk about them. So it sounds like I probably <laughs> thought of the most games. Uh, I don't know if you if you guys really play a lot of games like this but i do and it's my favorite kind of game usually you so. like feeling involved in the story i do and you know for me i just wanted to say like with video games i think it's the best the best medium to have uh, a, a story where you and it's, it's the easiest to be emotionally invested and emotionally drained because, you know, you control these characters and you spend more time with them usually than you would in, like, a movie. Mm-hmm. And maybe even maybe even a show, depending. Uh, so, yeah, there's... And, of course, actually taking control and being a part of that and developing relationships with characters is kind of easy for a lot of things, so... Uh, now, I, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Because for me, a, like, entire category of emotionally taxing games are horror games. Yeah. Just because, like, I get really wound up and stressed. Yeah, and there are were we... a few that I, were, I was going to talk about. Okay, so horror. those do count as, as emotionally taxing? Yeah. Do they okay. tax you emotionally? Yeah, but, like, not in the same way. They don't make me want to cry or they don't well, like, I mean, make me want to so... think about life. They just make me tense. So here's yeah. the thing. And- Emotions are multiple. There's not yeah. just a, a single emotion. There's a, whole, there's a whole spectrum of them. There is a spectrum of emotion. Emotions, I mean, still, emotional is not only like sad. No, I know. That's but what like, you were thinking. No, 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 no. Of course not. But it's also, I don't know. I feel like you say it's a spectrum, which I'm going to get really nerdy here for a second. Um, makes me think it's like a two-dimensional thing. Like... From happy emotions to sad well, emotions, and well, that that was more that was more of a jab at the right. like, emotional spectrum and like the green sure, lanterns, sure, sure. lanterns and stuff. But, but it's more of like they're in reality emotions go like in every which direction. Oh yeah, yeah. So I'm just it's asking whole... if we're going down the like tense direction as well. Yeah, and it sounds yeah, like the answer is yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, all right, yeah. that's all. That's all. Sorry. I mean, you know, I asked you before this if you had any questions, and you didn't. Well, so. now I have a question. Excuse right, me, right. that happens sometimes. We prep 
Okay, listeners, we try to prep for this, but sometimes apparently Emphasis Anna's on not trying. on board. Well, you know, uh, maybe Anna's the listeners want to know so. what are the criteria as well. You know, that's why I explained it already. At the but beginning. you do. Anyways, I did. Anyway. You know what? Uh, yeah, so I'm going to start with a game that I talk about a lot lately, it feels like, because it's one that I'd love to talk about now. Uh, the Last of Us Part 2, also Part 1, but that is a very emotional franchise. Not only is it, like, really stressful and tense, you know, you get in these moments where you maybe, you know, since you have limited ammo and all that, you get really low on resources and you have to kind of barely make it out of the situation where you got zombies that everywhere uh but it's also there's a lot of there are a lot of connections to other characters and just a lot of things that happen one thing for me that's very uh, emotionally taxing and just one little aspect of the second one is there are dogs that hunt you and they can sniff you out and a lot of times you might have to kill dogs, and I hate doing that in video Aww. games. Yeah, I hate yeah, video games not, that make me kill dogs. It's not. So. It's not fun. Even though they're, you know, it's not as. Yeah, it's 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 gotten worse as the the dogs become even more like realistic looking and yeah acting. Like, and um, the worst part is you even Fido. you're forced to kill a dog that you even you get to play catch with and you get to do fetch and you yeah. get to pet and play with and then you have to kill her well it's... if you ever well if you watch i am legend that that was a good yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. that was a good uh, introduction to that but not you know not just the dog thing there's a lot in the game uh you get really good relationships with with characters and again you uh so spoiler uh, for like the next 30 seconds with uh, The Last of Us Part Two, If, so you play the first one, you get to play as Joel the entire game and it's all about him and his relationship protecting Ellie. So they build a really close connection after his daughter got killed at the beginning of the first game. And then at the end of the first game, he decides that he gives up the possibility for a cure to the infection by killing everybody in the hospital just so he can save Ellie. So you have a real close bond. And then in the second one, Ellie's kind of pissed at him because of that. And pretty close to the beginning, uh, Joel gets brutally murdered in front of her. So that right there starts off a really emotional experience, you know, especially if you, you know, played the first game so many times and really connected with the characters and their relationship. Yeah, I feel like I, I felt similarly at the end of... I've only played one... And I need to play the rest of them. I've only played one of the a Walking Dead Telltale games. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the first one, you, you I can't remember the guy's name, but you play mm-hmm. as this guy, yeah, the, the whole Everett. time. And, and then at the very end you have to basically like leave him handcuffed to a radiator because he's turning into a zombie and you're just like, okay, bye, I guess. 
Yeah, neither option okay, is good. Great. You, oh. you can either leave him to turn to a zombie, or you can have Clementine shoot him in the face. Right, and and I my big thing is the Telltale games because I've played that one. I've played Tales of the Borderlands was not as like emotionally no, taxing. It's... You do have to scoop a guy's eye out with a spoon, which yeah. taxed me emotionally. The, the in a most weird way. emotional <laughs> part, the most emotionally taxing part of Tales from Borderlands is when you shoot. Uh, butt stallion, and realize that it's an actual horse, and it like bleeds. Oh yeah. No. <laughs> um, but Even so that one's not as emotionally taxing. Um, but I actually haven't played more of the uh, Walking Dead games Walking because, Dead. like, the first one I was like, "Hui." Yeah. So one part that was tough for me in the second season was um, <gasps> it's like in the first it. episode, I think. Uh, you're playing as Clementine. And you you get cut or something. She gets cut on her arm, and you have to like sew yourself up, sew the wound Ugh. up while you're already injured somewhere else. I think. Oh gosh, they're just like they like, do it so well. So yeah, they're like, I'm, and that's the whole thing. Like, I mean, to me, the best example of just like their commitment to to kind of like the I don't know if you'd call it realism, but like to not shying away from like how yeah. kind of horrid and grotesque this stuff is sometimes yeah. is that covering an eye out with a spoon in Tales from the Borderlands, like, it's just so visceral. Yeah, yeah. And they do that really well. Yeah. And the, the bat... Sorry, go ahead. Go, go finish, finish your thought. I was just saying, the Batman games, I feel like, are, are along the same sort of lines. Like, really, you gotta do some really kind of miserable stuff, and none of the decisions feel right, and it's mm-hmm. just, all in all, just very stressful. Yeah, it is a lot of realism when you have to make decisions that, you know, you'll be judged upon later, or you are your actions change the course of the can it also the course of the events of the game or or you have to do you know some pretty uh you know you have to defend yourself in a very you know unconventional way uh especially and horror i guess even like sci-fi games with horror elements in them like uh halo 3 or dead space where they kind of put you by yourself in situ- in, in a long level with enemies kind of like creeping around you specifically like the Gravemind level in Halo 3 and then just all of Dead Space <laughs> all those levels where you're just kind of by yourself waiting for them to to attack you or just kind of trying to weed your way through the nest of creatures all which are grotesque and violent and yeah it's not for, it's not for the faint of heart <laughs> no well it's amazing how in the Telltale games and I feel like there's other similar like your choices affect the ending sort of story-based games like how much additional stress there is from that little pop-up in the corner that's like so-and-so will remember that yeah. just like ah crap like, it doesn't always actually have much effect no uh, but like there's something psychological about that you're just like oh, oh yeah, no yeah, yeah. what did i do i don't know that's that's, that's why i hate them yeah. <laughs> but i love games. them too that's why i love them yeah i hate them and i love them i want to play more of the walking dead ones now yeah i've got uh the whole, i still haven't finished the, the last one. season yeah same here yeah i started the first episode of the last season but i haven't finished it yet wasn't there also a guardians of the galaxy one mm-hmm. yeah i've never yeah, played, you're right, you're played right. that that's the you're one right. i always I forget about that one that and the i can't imagine either of those would be as dark as as batman or walking dead those those I'm two specifically so. are yeah even even with the Walking concept of the thing, even with Thanos being in Guardians of the Galaxy, it probably won't be. It probably is not that dark. Not as dark the as those. Wolf Among Us is. It's more just kind of fun and mysterious. I think it it has some moments, but 
Yeah. Gotcha. Especially, yeah. Yeah, if you're looking for something where you're constantly stressed out, I feel like definitely the Walking Dead ones are, are top-notch stress-inducing. Yeah, and one that uh, I wish I could talk more about, but I just started, I guess, the first episode today and haven't, uh, so I haven't really done much research on is, uh, but I feel like it's going to be emotional, I don't know, is uh, called Tell Me Why by Don't Nod. Uh, it's the same people that did Life is Strange. Yeah, I've never played Life is Strange. I've I've seen footage of it because like it's so story based. It felt like it's like watching a, a video it's like of a Telltale it. game. Yeah, yeah, I know what it you, is. What is it? What's the what's the premise? If you have a can do a brief, um, brief premise. A... Tell me why or Life is Strange, Life is strange. Oh, and tell me why because I haven't heard of it. Either, so either of those. Life is Strange is you know like your girl Max who. She's a high schooler. Yeah, she mm-hmm. finds that she has, like, this ability to kind of rewind time in, uh, like, isolated areas and stuff. And uh, she reconnects with, like, her old best friend that I guess had moved away. And they just, yeah, it's it's a nice story, but there's also, like, this looming disaster. I mean, yeah. disaster that's happening. And uh, there's, like, a serial killer at the school that you have to kind of be on the lookout for and figure out it's it's interesting especially there's especially some some twists of like do you want to like save this person or help help this person or do you want to really mess up a lot of other stuff for a lot more people yeah um kill one save a thousand (laughs) yeah and i i think i would have I think I'd have more of an emotional connection with it had I actually played it, because I only watched other people play it on YouTube, so it was, I feel like that one in particular I'm not as into, just because I didn't play it for myself, so I don't know the full, like, emotional impact of it being like, oh, shoot, I actually have to make a decision here. Mm. It's a lot easier to judge other people for their for their decisions than to make your mm. own. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and actually, I think Life is Strange Season 2 is different. I think it's totally different characters and everything, but I've not played it. I think so yeah and tell me why again i've just started it but it starts out like um there's this kid uh one of the main characters it's a brother sister uh the brother is uh, is a trans man they make that very clear like right off the bat pretty much um and i guess like he went to went to juvie or something for like 10 years Something like that, uh, because he uh, he killed his mother when Oof. she tried to kill him when she pulled a gun on him. So yeah, well, well that sounds uh, yeah, and it picks uplifting. up like after you know after that he gets out <clears throat> and uh, I don't know I guess they go back to their their childhood house and they have like some special connection where they can like read each other's minds and stuff. Yeah, right, so- someone's gonna need therapy. Yeah, really. Are either of you familiar with Until Dawn? Yeah. Because that's a horror game, and so there's there's that added horror element of stress, but, like, it's also a kind of like a, uh, you know, your actions affect the outcome, because there's, like, items you can pick up to sort of get clues about what to do, but, like, you basically can end the game multiples of ways, and there specifically is an ending where everyone survives and an ending where everyone dies. And so, like, there's kind of this this pressure throughout the whole time that, like, I like the characters will just die, and they're like, that's just it for them. 
and you're like, okay, cool. Well, that yeah. person's dead. They're never coming back. So yeah. that one's an interesting one as well. I will remember you. <laughs> yeah, but it's actually it's it's got a really good story. It's fun because it starts off with like, uh, like teenage kids in the cabin in the woods and snowy and they're in the mountains and like oh the power's not on and we don't have phone signal but so it starts out like very tropey but then it like totally diverges from that it's fun Hmm. yeah actually um oh god i just had something i don't know i don't know what hannah what'd you do with my my i don't know i don't know i didn't mean to uh okay well i'll come back to that uh one game that I was going to talk about, which isn't exactly, I mean, I think it, the, uh, the creator, I think they call it like an experience. Uh, it's, it's a game. It's a different kind of game, you know? Um, it's called, I I got it on steam. I think it was free, uh, a little bit ago. I am assuming it still is. It's called, uh, when when the darkness comes that one can be quite what what is that one about exhausting so it's really interesting because it's you know a lot of stuff is vague enough for you to for the uh the player to kind of implant their own fears and everything on what's happening so yeah, I don't even really know how to describe it. And also, it's not entire, it's not all necessarily super vague. Like, you can see certain things they're pushing a little more for, like social anxiety. There, There's a, a sequence where you have to, you have to, like, find your way through these alleys. And there are some stores and all the like other characters basically that you will come across. They have like really disturbing like blocky red and black faces that do this thing. They have like really bright eyes. Interesting. And uh, yeah, it's it's kind of yeah. I, it can get to you. I feel like I've seen a number of things that again are almost are marketed more as experiences where they because they're video games or they have that sort of format they have a really unique ability to like synthesize what it's like to suffer from uh depression or or ptsd or things like that where they you can essentially have like audio almost like audio hallucinations and things like that because it's all just programmed into the game and like make the visuals warp and stuff like that so it's a really unique and really powerful medium for for like highlighting kind of yeah. what, what people who suffer from those things go through. And they, for this game, they actually do some kind of interesting, kind of fun stuff. Uh, where like once you, I don't well. So going through it, they'll like pull from your computer. So if you have like your name set as your yeah 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 uh, your user then it'll it'll show you that name like in the game randomly like it's talking to you although it doesn't work as well if you have a weird username or something that's not your name uh they'll also change some files on your computer and, and add some no no uh-uh. yeah. stop it yeah i was gonna mention <laughs> no. do either of uh-huh. you know of um doki doki no. literature club 
I feel like I've heard of it, but oh, yeah, man. yeah, yeah. I think I've seen a. a it was. I've seen it. I've heard of it. Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah. So there, there is that element of of it. It's basically there's a character named Monica, and she basically like is a sentient file on your computer and so the whole process is she's trying to get it's a it's a dating simulator and so she's trying to get you to fall in love with her and in order to do that she she takes like some personality flaws that the other girls have and like really escalates them to the point of suicide for all all three other girls i think at some point commit suicide and then she's like you know we just don't need them and we'll like delete the character files off your computer and it's it's trippy and like legitimately the first time i i watched someone play through it i like had to pause it and i was just like oh my gosh because they they it comes across as like really light and stupid but it also has that that perspective of the telltale games where it's like none of the options you have as the protagonist are good like you're just kind of a kind of an ass to everyone and yeah. and like like just it's i can't explain it it's really good uh, yeah i can yeah. I, I can appreciate a game that makes me paranoid or yeah. makes me question at one point one of the girls feel bad for my decisions <laughs> yeah one of the girls is like obsessed with you and she confesses to you and you have the choice to like accept her love or to reject her no matter which one you choose, she stabs herself in the stomach. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> well, speak- yeah. And speaking of, uh, well, I guess that's an in-game, more of an in-game event or a, a consequence to what you do. But yeah. I think a lot, there, there are a lot of games that actually ha- that have like uh, like story like points that are really emotionally draining too, right? Um, okay. I'm thinking of uh, a couple games in particular. Uh, have have it, it, any of you played the Mafia games? No, not yet. I I keep wanting to, and I'm kind of waiting for the uh, definitive edition. I think they already did a definitive edition of two, but I know one is coming out soon. And they're looking at doing a three, I think. Could be. But I played uh, Mafia 2 on the 360, and uh, it was a really fun game. A lot of, like, you you felt like it. You 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 play a gangster who works his way up from the ground level to, like, hanging out with the top mob bosses but at the end of the game spoiler alert there um you and your friend joe who uh have been working the game ever since you, for, since you started uh he gets you know in trouble for doing something and you see him getting you guys leave the place of the the, the place of the final conflict you get one car he gets another another car and it's hinted that you know he's get he's being he's being taken away somewhere else to be killed so it's like you've made your way to the top but you've lost your best friend in the pro you lose your best friend in the process yeah. uh and there's also so there's also gears 2 gears of war 2 okay uh the scene where dom uh dom's talking about his wife throughout the whole uh game and then he finds his wife in the uh the uh with the where the what's the where, where the enemies called i forget uh locust yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah, he finds her in a locust, um, you know, dungeon, whatever, and she's just emaciated and, you know, a shell of her former self, and he has to put her out of her misery, and it's a very unex- unexpected and sad, sad scene. Yeah. I just keep thinking about, and Hunter, I think you'd know more about this game than I do, what remains of Edith Finch? Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna mention that one. I think that's what I was gonna say earlier oh, but when, when I, I lost it. Thank you. you. Thank you. 
Because yep. I'm more or less familiar with it, but I, I know you have more experience. Yeah, I've played through it twice. That's a bit more experience. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's, it's emotional. Um, the thing that I think makes it less emotional is that they, like, they basically tell you what you're in for exactly at the beginning. Like, they tell you, uh, yeah, everybody in this family pretty much, it, like, this family's cursed and everybody meets some kind of bad fate. Like, they either disappear or most of the time I think they die. So you, you pretty much know all of that going into it. And there are some in particular that are still uh, kind of tough, like, depending on, of course, how invested you are, but that kind of goes with any game. Uh, but yeah, what, what did you have about it? I just remember the scene with, um, it's like the brother or something. I don't know. All I remember is he was male and he's like working in the fish factory. Yeah, I remember that one too. Um, and he's like going through the motions of like cutting these heads off of fish and setting them down the assembly line, but like daydreaming in the process. Mm-hmm. And I can't, what exactly was the implications of like the end of that scene? Uh, I think uh, it was that he probably killed himself. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. So. And then you also have. Oof. Uh, I think the the baby that uh, I think drowned. God. Yeah, I was thinking about there was something like that as well. Yeah. yeah. So it's like the whole family just like met terrible fates one way or another, and Ooh. you're what I what's really interesting about it is they go through it in a way that like they're not super upfront about anything. Like it's not gonna mm-hmm. like you know be be listed as like. I don't know. It's it's interesting because they're not super upfront about it, but it's pretty easy. Also, there's no, there's like, no, oh, I'm guessing I know what happened here. Yeah, there's no cutscene to show you that. Oh, oh, this is how they died. Yeah, there's yeah, no footage of a drowning baby. This but... is their... <laughs> yeah, they're not explicit about everything. Right. But they're they're so they do it in such a way that even though it's not explicit, it's very clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and that's probably the best way to play it because I don't think people would play game like that no, or they would make no a game i don't like think that. that it would be re- like i think that it would not be something that people would be allowed to play no no probably not no, so. you know so. no. you never know but uh kind of along those lines actually this i have a few now <laughs> that i want to talk about all at once oh i need to split into like three people and we're all going to talk over each other oh, uh no Please. so i'm not that would be terrible for the world uh in fact, you know, I'm just going to take it one step at a time. Uh, you know, talking about, like, well, earlier there was, you know, you talking about uh, how games can really kind of put you in the the mindset of people with certain mental disorders or something. Uh, two really come to mind to me immediately. The first one is Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice, which... Uh, she is like a psychosis, I think, where uh, like she hears, so she hears like a, a lot of voices uh, constantly. And it's, it's really good, especially to play with like headphones, because you start hearing these voices kind of distantly all around everything. And uh, it helps you out. Sometimes they help you out. A lot of times they're very negative. And, uh, but it's, it's interesting just how they portray all of that. And uh, the second one's coming out 
soon, I think. I think it might be a launch title with the next Xbox, but I can't remember for sure if that's verified. Um, so that's an interesting one. There's also Blair Witch, which is the I'm game. I that one. Yeah, that game came out, I think, last year. Mm-hmm. And it's... I actually really like it. I may have talked about it last year on the podcast, but... Excuse me. It uh, deals with the main character who has PTSD. And he has like a... Oh, yeah, that's right. I, I guess it's a service dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a yeah. service dog. And I think there's one scene in particular where the dog runs off and, and doesn't come back for a while. Yeah, the dog can run <laughs> off. And if, if he's away for too long, like the screen starts to kind of blacken around you uh, yeah they do a really good job of like showing like making i mean obviously he's walking through the forest at nighttime so it's already a little scary and they have a Blair really Witch, good way so. yeah they do yeah. it really really well like they just intensify the scariness and like really really get you and in those moments it's again good. like at the end it's i'm not i'm gonna try not to really spoil anything i don't know what would spoil it though because it's still kind of a weird one uh like at the end you're in this area where and this was something that really stood out to me as being pretty creative like you have to you have to keep looking away because you're not like supposed to look at this character or something and it gets to a point where they just kind of slowly close this space that you're you can't look at and Slender, until Slenderman? The, no, uh, Blair Witch. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> so they they really close this space slowly until basically all you can do is keep your head looking down at the floor, and uh, then you have I guess the Blair Witch is even you know commenting on you about that like you can't even look at you like how horrible you are you can't even look at yourself in the mirror and all this and it's just like you get really claustrophobic even the i did at least and like you're stuck looking down here because you're like i know if i look up or something it's gonna be horrible and i'm gonna die and yeah it just so it's interesting because they they like seem to mix like the sort of like mental almost almost i guess like a mental disorder like anxiety and PTSD with just like your typical horror game anxiety, like tenseness. Yeah. Like they do both at the same time, which sounds like uh, terrible, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's actually why I really liked the game. I don't think it got really much attention. I don't think it really got really good reviews. I'm not sure, but I, I thought it was good if only for that. Yeah. Well, as, a, as far as a emotional, we, we, we talked about a lot of like, you know, middle uh, i guess things that stimulate fear stress anxiety you know uh you know, kind of or just saddening things what about anger <laughs> inducing things oh yeah like a, like uh a, i was thinking about you know i get really ticked off if i with games that you know rely on you having to save the game save your progress or if you just don't save your game correctly well, what, what happens? Oh, there goes about four hours of my life. Yeah, I learned and about multiple goes, save. There goes back. a $60 controller. I learned about multiple <laughs> save files the hard way. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. this uh, just happened yeah. with me the other day, although I wasn't super upset about it. Because um, yeah. I, I picked up the Resident Evil, uh, I guess it was like, you know, just a port of the 
old remaster by this point. Um, the original one, you know. And yeah, I started, I got a, a little bit, not not super far. So I was like, okay. But I had like just come to like the first or second save point, you know, like the typewriter. Mm. And I was like, mm, I'm not going to save yet. It's too <laughs> soon. I don't need to. And of course I went in the next room and died. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. Yeah, I have to restart it all over again. Yeah, I'm, was, I'm not playing this right now. I was yeah, playing. Yeah. I need a break. Uh, I need a break. I need some time. Oh, I had the same sort of experience. I keep thinking about this recently when I was trying to like restart Skyrim, um, and you have to go through that whole intro sequence where you're in Helgen, and then you have to go through the caves, and there's mm-hmm. a bear, and where where there's the bear, there's a cart that has money in it. I think I've told you guys this before. Yeah. Maybe. You said yeah. this, I think, yeah. last in the physics. I jumped yeah, in the cart and it hit me a bunch, and I was just like, "Nope, that's it. I'm done. I'm not going through all this again." Because uh, yeah, forgot to save, and so yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. So you I, I learned... rage quitted as you rage quitted because you didn't save. Yeah. Yeah. I learned with Skyrim, especially that I really love the quick save. Oh my gosh! Yes. Yeah. Save. Yeah. Quick save. For the win. Yes. <laughs> Especially yeah, for... I also... That's when I stack. I Quick save. Okay, I took five stack steps. Yeah. Quick save. <laughs> I especially also... Know, especially knowing that when you're in a dungeon and, yeah. you know, a, like a very intense battle could send you all the way back to the start of said dungeon. Yeah. 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 I also remember the first time I played through Persona 3, uh, which is a game that requires a lot of grinding. And uh, I got very tired of grinding. And so I just kind of skipped the grinding. And then I got to the final boss. And I couldn't beat him because it wasn't strong enough. And I only had one save file. And I was just like, I've never beaten that game. Because I never <laughs> went back to it and like tried again. Yeah, I was like, nope, nope, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Lately, I've been getting into a habit. And this is probably just, maybe it's me trying to make games more challenging or stressful. Uh... I've decided to pretty much stick to one save file Oof. and to keep overwriting that save. Oy. So I, I've been doing that with uh, with a few games. Uh, saving when uh, you know goes far goes as far back as like playing Pokemon. If you're you know your, your battery's dying, your Game Boy, or there's a glitch, uh, or playing on a system and there's a power outage, uh, just those types of like technical glitches you know, just make, just, you lose all that time, and then you just, you're done with the game for a period of time, but yeah. it may, it may leave opportunities for you to, to maybe do something that you weren't, that you were supposed to be doing in the game when you go back to it. You may be able to make a, make better progress. Yeah, but, there are things like that, you know, where, you know, if you're forced to stop doing a main thing in the game, sometimes you may just want to get back in the game and just do some of the more, uh, I don't know. Uh, what's the word? Yeah, just like some things to increase your character, some yeah, housekeeping yeah. type thing. Yeah, you, you, yeah, you calm down. Work. Like you calm down from like, okay, I don't need to do the main thing right now. I can, I can go off to do this and just take care, that's, take your little business. You know. To me, that's also if you just keep dying constantly in a game. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 And actually, you know, for me that. Just talking about, you know, power outages and stuff, of course, that made me think of <laughs> first time I played, I think this would could go for everybody, the first time they played Batman Arkham Asylum, 
and that third scarecrow gas segment. You know what I'm talking about, Josh? Uh, I know there's a couple of them because he's Where a, it, uh, he's kind of re he's kind of a reappearing villain. Uh, well, it's the third one, which is the last one, and that's yeah. when it <laughs> your your screen like cuts up and does the the glitchy thing, and then it looks like it starts you back at the beginning oh, yeah. of the game. Yeah, and again, when when it was new, of course, it was like you didn't know it was coming. You're just like. Wait, what? What, what? What just happened? And then no, it looks like it no, starts no. over. You're like, <laughs> no, you're so I, far in the game by that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then it's like, uh, oh, okay. Okay, the okay. they got me there. They got me there. Yeah. I am. I only had a mild heart attack because of it. Yep. So that's, that's good. Yep. Uh, what, some, uh, what are some of the harder harder uh, games that you guys have played Just that have just made you like Hannah mentioned something about throwing her, uh, or one of you mentioned something about throwing a controller. Yeah, I think I do. I don't throw controllers. I can control my angle thing very much. I mean, I do too. Sure. Okay. What, but I know sure. a lot of people throw controllers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, either break the controller or said TV. I especially stopped being that person when I started having to pay for the replacements. Oh, yeah, yeah. That'll, that'll change your attitude real quick. A couple times. Yeah, because it's like those are not cheap to replace. No. Uh, I, uh, some of the harder games that just, I think it started with like playing Super Mario. It's just, it's just the movements are so precise. And then that's carried on with like cup with like, I don't play, uh, I play cup, cup has more of the, the game, a similar game, but it's more, you know, in today's time, what I, what I would play to where I'm playing the game and it's just the slightest margin of error, you know, and you're dead. You, know, yeah. you get three lives and that and that's it. Then you start over. Then you have to start over. It's just yeah. that one can be tough. Uh, in fact, I think I may have told you this before, but Cuphead is a game where I literally have gotten to the final boss. I got to the devil. You fight. I fought him like Satan. twice, and I'm like, no, I'm done. <laughs> and I I still have never finished it. Yeah, yeah, same here, same here. I, I and don't that need... was like when it was new. <laughs> yeah, got to that. yeah. It's it's so easy to love the game, but just you know that you can't. That you know, you're, it's you'll you you don't like it that much to to, yeah. to finish it. <laughs> but also, I was going to mention, you know, speaking of uh, difficult games, if you find it difficult, which a lot of people do, um, I did. You know, of course, my first time, which a lot of people I think are are likely to. Uh, Dark Souls, specifically the first one, especially because if you're not used to it or anything, there's gonna be a lot of times where, where an enemy will come from behind a wall or sometimes drop from a ceiling. And if you haven't played it before and you don't know they're there, that will give you a heart attack right on the spot. <laughs> and it kind of has for me, even if, sometimes even when I know they're there, uh, also, you know, you may be a nice, innocent player going and you see a chest and you go to open it. Yeah, treasure. And then hands come out and it has sharp teeth and it grabs you and eats you and kills you. Yeah, you, and, you, and you feel personally attacked because, you know, because you're just you trying to do what the game. Mimic. Yeah, you're just doing what you've, been, what you've been, you know, conditioned to do, you know. Yeah, yeah, happens. Yeah. Sucks. 
Uh, anyways, there were a couple real quick ones that I just wanted to mention uh, because I, I haven't played them myself, but I've heard about them, and uh, I'm I'm already a bit mentally prepared to not play them because I'm exhausted just by thinking about them and from what <laughs> I've heard. Uh, the first one may be more emotional than the, the second one, but uh, it's called That Dragon Cancer. I don't know if either of you have heard that. No, no, no. I would remember if I heard that. I heard yeah, that so it's uh, it's like I guess it's by these these parents or this this couple that uh, when their child was like very young, I don't remember exactly how old, like maybe three or four or something like that, maybe younger. Um, he was diagnosed with uh, with cancer, and uh, it's like just about their you know, their struggle with that as parents, just trying to keep up with everything that's going on with that. And uh, eventually the the child died um, at a very young age. So yeah, it's that right there is quite a bit. So that's kind of put me off of the game because I'm like, I, that, I don't that, know if I could do that. That's, uh, that's really dark. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. that is hello darkness, my old friend. Uh, and then there's one called i actually looked it up on steam the other day it's uh hannah you may have heard of it is it uh take me to the moon or something like that yeah i think it's, is it, are you just talking about to the moon to the moon that's what it is yeah to the moon have you played that or heard of it i've heard of it yeah i yeah. think it's wasn't correct me if i'm wrong but wasn't it like a rpg maker game I'm not entirely sure. I just, I've never, again, I've never played it. I've just heard it. I've heard about it on on other websites or YouTube. Yeah, I think it was, yeah, I think it is an RPG Maker game. So uh, if you don't know, RPG Maker is like, you can make really simple RPG games. I think that's what they used to make it. Um, but it apparently, yeah, has a really, really moving storyline. I don't think I've seen it all the way through. Yeah. But... Moving as in it's sad, right? I think so, yeah. Because I think the whole thing revolves around a, a man who's dying and kind of exploring his life, where, I guess. Where are, are y'all finding this, these games at? Well, he's like an old guy. He's like on his deathbed and his family's coming to visit. That's what I think it's about. Well, I was thinking about. it was like his wife's dying wish or something was to go to the moon and yeah something like that I don't yeah again it's it's been a long time which is why i didn't want to yeah, obviously yeah. i can't really spend much time talking about it because i don't i haven't played it but i've heard it but still a surprising amount of time talking about it yeah i do that a lot about things i don't know i know still that's the best way to do things exactly but yeah um you guys got anything else uh just to go further going to rage quitting there's a a lot there's some uh i read a blog uh by uh let's see platinum paragon uh and they go into they have a nice little article about talking about uh rage quitting the, the psychology the psychology behind it um talked about how we we feel the effects of losing twice as hard as winning um and you know that rage quitting is kind of a is a kind of a loss aversion measure so we don't you know end up like it's losing more time or feeling more depressed that we're not making these advancements, advancements in the game um, and how games, you know, like to incur, like to, you know, push on those emotions by, you know, 
you know, uh, showing you scores or, you know, putting up in big letters, you died or you failed uh, to keep kind of encourage, kind of encourage you to keep playing. But uh, yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of interesting uh, psychology to it. Yeah. A lot of online games will make me do that. Yeah. Make you think about your life and the world. And <laughs> sure. And also just get really upset and leave yeah. and yeah. never come back. Yeah. Burn the house down. <laughs> Uh, sorry, that just made me think of Portal 2. Anyways, anything else? Anything else? Or are we wanting to wrap up now? Which I think that's about our time. I'm hungry. Yes. Well, you should have eaten beforehand. I ate literally like three minutes before we started. I didn't want to because my dad's making hamburgers. And I want to go eat a hamburger. I forgot about that. I want your hamburgers now. Bring yeah, so. Okay, fine, fine. <laughs> All right, next week. I believe is scheduled for Hannah with yeah, our guest. Yeah, speaking of being hungry, next week we're going to talk about future food. So we're going to be looking at, yeah, we're going to be looking at some uh, representations of what food looks like in the future with uh, our guest, my sister, uh, who is uh, practicing to be a nutritionist right now. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. it'll be fun. Yeah. Nice. So looking forward to that. And that was this week's episode of Emotionally Taxing Games. So I hope you guys listening are not emotionally taxed, 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 exhausted. I'm getting I, there. I, I, I'm I mean, getting there very quickly. That happens with me. Um, yeah, hopefully not from just listening, but I hope at least you come back if you are. And yeah, that was our episode. I'm terrible at closing out and I should never do it. So yep. see you guys next week for future foods. Until then, nerd out. Nerd out. Farewell. Yeah.